I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey guys, Mackenzie Fain here for AfterBuzz TV's Teen Mom OG After Show. I'm joined with Miss Three Fifth. Hi everybody, thank you for having me again. Of course, we love a super fan. That's what I'm talking about. So guys, we have tonight's episode to talk about. So much happened. If you watched this, just like me, you were on your toes. This season really has got me like really excited. What about you, Brie? Yeah, I think like, sorry, my camera fell a little bit, so I'm trying to fix it. But it, the drama this season has like felt like it amped up a bit. Um from last season I'm excited to see where we're going to go with everything except especially like again I know it's just like the whole Corey pregnancy Taylor storyline I'm really excited to see play out I know right okay well this episode is season eight episode 18 and it's called walk into the flames what what a title seriously um so Obviously, we start out with this episode with Amber. I mean, the title kind of, I feel like, gives it away. I mean, she is just clearly going through some crazy stuff, and we've seen it play out. But every week, do you feel like it gets worse and worse? I mean, last week, we heard about the audio that was released. Now, this week, we we see that security footage is released from that night that she was arrested, and the whole fight went well, down. It's like this... It's great. I think that, like, with her, like, this is the only story that she has. Like, what else are we going to see from her? So it might be that this is happening in a more stretched out period of time, but they don't really have anything in between because what are they going to do? Film her sitting on her couch? Yeah, that's so, true. But, it, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I think maybe they're condensing down events in time because all we really have for her is this stuff and then we get to eventually we're going to get to her court case which we know how that happened but well it's like I mean regardless of how long they stretch this out like the fact that one day she deals with the whole incident and then going to anger management and fainting and then um the audio is leaked and then the security footage is leaked like it there's so many different points but, yeah I don't you know, I still don't know what to think about the fainting thing I still, I still I don't know. Know. it's hard I don't know either I don't know but we know that Amber's on probation and she can only communicate with Andrew about James so I didn't even know that they were having communication I didn't even know that that would be a thing you think they would have a mediator I, yeah I mean like especially yeah. for this kind of a scenario where it's like such a violent offense and he was he's been so like you know vocal about his contempt for it you think I feel like that they should have had a mediator to navigate through because I don't think it's probably the best idea to have them in communication with each other at this point in time no I totally I totally agree and it's just so bizarre that like do we even know if she gets to see James at this point I don't I I don't don't think so I think she she said she can um she can see him. I think she said last episode she could see him, but um, it was like supervised visits 
Like she couldn't take him. Oh, interesting. I think like okay. I think Andrew has to be present, or he has to but be like okaying it. So, yeah, I don't know. So I I have to do some research on that because I wasn't very clear. I don't think they've made it clear thus far for us 100% um, on that situation because I would be surprised if Andrew would have to be there. So what, the three of them have to be together? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Again, I still think, like, you know, it's like Chelsea. That's what they should have. They should have a place that they both go. Andrew is then is in a park. He drops James off, and then someone sits with Amber and James, and she can see him that way. Like, I think that's the situation they should be in. Chelsea with Aubrey? Mm-hmm. With Adam and Aubrey. The, he was, he, well, he never happened, but he was supposed to go. Oh, to the that. visitation center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think that would probably be one of the next. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline steps for this um but so the security footage that we're talking about this comes out um it's just leaked and rightfully so it freaks amber out and it just kind of makes her relive the night over and over again like the leaked audio um of the night so it's just it's difficult for her and i i do get that she has to just keep reliving this because of where she is in her life i mean on tv um, in the media, you know, kind of center of attention. So it's, it's how it is for her. Um, so she goes on Instagram live and she just kind of goes off on fans and is just kind of losing I will it. never understand why people feel the need when they're upset about something to go on like a social media platform live, especially someone like Amber. Like it's just... And where, where in your head was this a good idea? Like, what it, was your outcome supposed to be from this? Like, a venting session to the public? It's just not a good idea. Like, stay away from social media. Like, she had that moment where, I think it was before the audio got leaked, where she took a break from social media. We didn't see her for, like, a month on social media. Continue that until after the court cases. Yeah, it's just so crazy. I couldn't believe it. And then I think she had some some you know her probation officer kind of called her and said stuff to her I don't know if anything ever came of it I don't think they made it that clear but you know it wasn't good and um all of a sudden Andrew decides that he wants to film when he refused before so um you know we have this weird sit down he didn't want to do it at the house so I mean I assume that MTV had to like rent somewhere like rent out like a hotel for them to do it in or something, which is just so ridiculous. And his excuse was that he feels anxiety by doing it there. You live there. What are you talking about? I don't like, again, I'm not vouching for Amber and what she's done, but I just get, there's a weird vibe I'm getting from Andrew. And I got it from him throughout this playing out in real life too. Like it just seemed like the steps he was taking was weird to me. Um, Again, not condoning Amber, what she was doing, but it just seemed to me like 
certain ways he went about things too was weird. It's like I think he does want to be kind of famous, and I think that yeah, he I... is letting stuff play out more in a way that makes it more sympathetic to him. Yeah, it's like poor me, poor me. I'm this big baby man. I feel like I I don't know. I have no sympathy for him. I. Do not think that Amber, I think she's completely wrong. I think everything she's, so I want to make that clear. But I think exactly what Gary says in this episode, and he said before, and Tyler has said, like, Macy has said that he pokes her and he prods her, not to give her an excuse whatsoever. There is absolutely no excuse. I want to make that completely clear on my my end. I, I know that, but that doesn't make the instigator or, you know, any more right either. So he just kind of aggravates me. Um, And this kind of pissed me off a little bit too, to be honest, like, who are you to, first of all, pretty much ask for money and then like decide not to film. Then all of a sudden you're ready to film when they, when MTV doesn't care, but then you're calling the shots on where to film. Like what, what are you doing? Like, it's just annoying to me. It's kind of like, you know, the same with Janelle when, like, David had his thing and he got fired. And then she's like, well, there we, we won't film with him there. But then she would bring him around. And it's kind of the same feeling. Like, things are going to be on my terms no matter what. Um, at this point, I'm almost, like, cut both Amber and him from the storyline. And it's not healthy. And just focus on Gary and Christina. I mean... To Janelle, I really don't know how they're able to keep Amber on the show and they kicked David off. Yeah. But I will say, I think the difference is that Amber never threatened or made the cast feel uncomfortable, and David did many times. Yeah. I don't know. It still does seem like a a weird... Line, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not MTV. Maybe it's because she was an original cast member. I maybe because there's some pull there. Maybe they feel because they're friends with her. I don't. I don't know. But it does seem weird to still be telling her story um, past this footage, especially coming out. Yeah. So, and we have this sit down with Andrew, and he's, you know, says he doesn't know who Amber was. Um, And I thought that the producer that was sitting down and kind of interviewing him did a really good job because he was asking all the questions that I wanted to know. And that's what you want in an interviewer. Um, You know, he was just saying, at what point did you start recording her? Which was a great question. And I think it's a little bit like underlying um, stuff going on there because really like, why were you recording? I mean, he kind of just says like, I, I needed proof kind of thing, which I do get, but, you know, that was just a good question. I'm just trying to make that point of, like, what, when did you start recording? Yeah, like, like I don't, I don't fault him for recording, because obviously, like, you do need proof, especially in today's age, you don't want to, you know, with everybody kind of getting blasted, you want to make sure that you have that physical proof, so I don't blame him for that, but it just, the weird part to me was that no police were, felt, I, right? Am I wrong on that? It felt like, I don't think police were recalled until way after it's like in my head wouldn't it be like get your son out of there call the police right away yes that's that's a big problem that i have it's like he didn't even really take the real precautions i feel like a normal person would do if they really felt 
that the situation was out of hand. Again, I don't want to, you know, discredit what he went through and what she, the, what she did. Yeah. But it just seems like they're both like sneaky in yeah. the situation. Maria Hart's yarn in our chat said, I think when Andrew is able to go back to Cali and get to work, he will not rely on Amber at all. I think Andrew may have been poked her on the show to show the rest of us how fake she is. That's a good point because actually that's a really good point because if you think about it, I mean, she's going to snap regardless, like she's going to, and we need to see that. I feel like, because you, if you're, if you're okay and you don't need help, then you're not going to be easily triggered to that point. Well, and it's true that Amber does play the victim as well. Like we see her, you know, for years and currently in the season, you know, crying over a lot of things about like, this is how this is affecting me. And so I think, you know, that could be true. She's, she's built up a really great defense of like, I have postpartum and I have mental illness, like feel bad for me. And he might be like, but look at how she is. Yeah, that's true too. And you know, it does that, that is true. It makes me mad too. Like the, relationship she has with Leah is not one that a mother should really have. I don't think she's even taken the appropriate steps to build the relationship with Leah and see her enough. There's always an excuse Mm -hmm. there. She needs help. That's the problem. It's like, that's the main line. The main line is that like, I really don't feel bad for her. I really don't feel bad for Andrew completely. Like, you know, and I wasn't there. Maybe it's just because I don't know him as much, but I feel really bad for James and Leah because they're the ones having, they're going to have to deal with this for the rest of their life. And this you know and it is true what Amber is saying is true in the fact that this stuff coming out now does give the ability that her daughter is going to hear it and that does suck on that front end you know and that's what I think people sometimes forget is that the kids are the ones that are getting hurt the most here like you yeah when people when parents get in these hard altercations and they are really mean and to each other and taking stuff out on each other the kids are the ones that get hurt the most is it bad? As much as I like, really did not like her ex boyfriend Matt. I would love to like hear what he thinks of all this. <laughs> Can we like reach out to him? <laughs> Let's get slammed to his DMs and find out what's going. Honestly, I'm about to like. I would love to know what he's thinking for some reason. Um, oh, Maria and- Hartsyarn also said she was never diagnosed with postpartum after James. Some, I don't know if that. I know she said on the show she was. I haven't looked too much into it, so. Okay. I don't know if that's. Uh, what where that came from then because I know on the show she has continuously said that she does have postpartum yeah I mean regardless the girl needs help that's like such a big point but you know Andrew gets upset because he never wanted a broken family and um you know did we think that that was legitimate like you guys in the group chat comment let us know because I want to know did you think those tears and him just saying um, I never wanted a broken family and getting all upset. Did you think that that was legit? So, I mean, you know. I think no one wants a broken family. <laughs> you know? Well, no, I kind of feel like maybe he wanted out of the relationship. He saw that he was, she's kind of like hard to handle. He's like, eh, I don't want to deal with this anymore. But he needed like a good out. And he knew just the way to poke the bear, wake the bear, whatever. Maybe. Um, I just... I feel like both of them obviously rushed this relationship. I think that they got pregnant way too fast. They started getting serious. He moved in way too fast. Like, 
this was doomed to be a failed relationship from the get-go. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, um, we wish that Amber would unplug from social media. So at the end of this episode, we find out that she's unplugging from social media. She's taking a break. Just the only she's, smart thing you can do. Yeah, she feels really guilty and she feels really ashamed. So good. You should. There you go. And just shout out to our chat, guys. Um, all of you, and I see you have more people not chatting along. Feel free to throw in a comment. Whether you agree, disagree with us, we're totally okay with it. We just love having more opinions. Uh, Missy S. Masoud, uh, sorry if I said your name wrong in our chat, just said UK in the house. Thank you for joining in. That's awesome. Um, we really enjoy you guys. We really enjoy doing this. And, you know, we're trying to make this still happen in quarantine. We're all coming from different parts of the world right now in our homes, uh, making this work. So we appreciate you guys. And, the way you can help us still be able to do this is go ahead, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you're on iTunes, give us the five-star rating. It really does help us out and help us still continue to be able to bring this to you, especially during this time. Um, we really, uh, really appreciate it. <laughs> that it. That's for sure, guys. So we get into Kate's part of the episode, which was so touching, so moving, and I think it was so essential to her, the growth of herself and her relationship with her mother and Tyler. Um, so she needs uh, to address core trauma that she has had in her life and really relating to her mom. And we know that we've seen it. I mean, with the adoption from, you know, adopting Carly or putting Carly up for adoption. Yep. Um, and her mom not agreeing with it. And if you watch from the beginning, you know how traumatic that whole situation was. So her mom is great now and she helps out with the girls all the time. So Kate wants to take her away for a vacation, a little getaway to Key West, which was just so awesome. I mean, what a great idea. Yeah. I mean, uh, Caitlin, I mean, obviously like we just talked about right there about kids getting hurt. Like Caitlin is the perfect example of what happens and, you know, when that's the case. So I think that it's kind of really cool that we're seeing these stories play out side by side and her having this trauma because it's like, I wish that we could see that and be like, okay, this is why we need to protect Amber's kids yeah. from this. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Caitlin I, has always been one of my favorites, like, you know, through the ups and downs and there's not been times where I disagree with her, obviously, but I think that she's such a strong individual and I love that she is this big open voice for taking care of yourself and working on yourself and, you know, sometimes you have to put yourself first. Um, and I, I love that her and her mom have been able to make the relationship work. Yeah, it's really beautiful to see. And I, and I agree with that. And it's, it's nice that they can open up with each other because to each other, because they go on this trip and they talk about generational trauma. And, you know, we hear, and I didn't really know this, that Caitlin's mom, April, she had trauma from her mom. So it's just like generational trauma um, that's been going on. And Kate's just really, really stuck on breaking that that chain. And, and she says the saying that I've never heard before, and I thought it was super cool. She says, carry the burden to break it. So, you know, you take on all this weight so that you can break it, so that you don't pass it on to your kids. And Tyler and Caitlin are really trying to raise their girls in a totally different way. And I think they're doing a great job of it. Yeah. Uh, Agreed. Yeah. So, she, you know, Kate says that she was nervous 
to open up old wounds because she didn't know kind of like what it would do to her relationship or the trip with her mom. But when they do, it really seemed great. And, you know, April talks about how it bothered her that Kate didn't tell her important things. And Kate was just, you know, scared of her reaction. It's like, if that was communicated, then the two of you probably could have, you know, handled it differently. Um, but also being in a different headspace, they both went gone through mental illnesses and, and you know really come out on top I feel like yeah so that really cool to see and I like that both um you know Kate and Tyler you know past that they're going back to their relationships just for a second it's just they both support each other they both have gotten on each other's nerves and they're very vocal about that and I know Tyler got a lot of hate when he was like kind of being like she's working on herself but I think it's okay for him to feel that way too um, but I think that they're such a good example of two people working on themselves while working on each other. Like, they haven't given up on each other, ever. They took their separation when they needed that time to just kind of, like, recope with and find themselves. But I think that they're such, like, a good, loving example of, like, of what love really looks like, in my opinion. Like, they, you know, through any frustration, through any hard times, have really still stuck by each, by each other's side, um, through both of their parents being... <laughs> ridiculous and terrible so and and honestly like they're the only couple that's lasted from the original 16 pregnant series that I know of yeah me too and it's really cool I mean Kate talks about people saying you know do you regret giving up Carly because you have such a great life now and you're still with Tyler and you guys have kids together and they have real biological siblings she has real biological siblings and she just says no I don't regret it. How can I live in that? She has such a great life with such great parents. She has siblings over there. And how was I supposed to know what my life was going to be like? How could I base it off of that? That would just be torture. Yeah. And it's so true. And I'm so glad that she, she has a grip, good grip on that and a good um, understanding of that because it really, that would make such a difference if, if she didn't believe that. Um, She does say that, um, she would be okay with just having no more kids because technically like she's had three kids already. Um, but she said if she does, if they do end up having more kids, Veda would probably be around too, which is cool to hear because I know that Tyler wants his boy. So I hope they do. Well, and Veda to be fair was not a planned. I remember, she I remember cause old. she got pregnant at the worst possible time. She got pregnant when like they were about, to, they were getting separated. Yeah. But- I think that was such a blessing that that happened. I think it just shows that everything happens for a reason. I, I really believe that. Yeah. So we move on to Mackenzie who had accepted this cheer coaching job and Josh has been stepping up as a dad. I'm not really surprised about Josh doing great at this point because it's like early on. He <laughs> like what, what the hell else is he going to do? I just want to like, I know cause I wasn't here last week, but when it was like, oh, it's, you want to take this job that's going to make you travel, and you just asked him not to travel. I don't know. Like, I know you guys talked about it last week. I just wanted to, like, throw that in there because I'm glad she stuck her gun and still took the job because I think he he proved himself to be untrustworthy while traveling. She has not. Yes. So why should she have to be set to the same standard that he has to when she hasn't done anything to put that in his mind? And I'm glad that he no. also was like, you know what, we'll make it work. Because yeah. that's what he needs to do right now. He needs to be like, 
I am going to do whatever it takes to make you happy. Yes. And I'm so glad that she stuck to that because she is like, she is such a great mom. She is such a great person. You can just tell that girl works on herself and tries to just do the best that she can. And she doesn't need him dragging her down. And I think she's gotten to the point with this whole breakup and reproposal and stuff. I think she's gotten to the point where she's realized, like, I don't need this guy. I can do it on my own. I want him, which is fine. Like, I think that's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, who is anybody really to judge somebody else's relationship? Because you really don't know. And I know that our jobs are to sit here and judge her relationship. But at the same time, I mean, it's... I, 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 sorry, I'm trying to think of how I'm saying this. Like, I agree and I disagree. Like, I don't, I don't think it's our jobs to like judge necessarily. And I don't think by us being critical or anything like that, it's, it's our opinion on the matter. Um, yeah. But I want to like, I don't think you have, um, in my opinion, and I, I hope that I have never come across that I'm judging. I'm just saying what I think should happen in those moments. But again, agree a hundred percent with you, Mackenzie. Like, it's not our place to judge. We're not in the situation. We can't make calls, and we've all made calls in our pasts probably that other people thought were not the right calls and who knows it's life experience yeah and I mean it's it's really cool to see her independence shining through even though she's sticking with this relationship and wanting to work it out like I feel like a lot of people are are, are saying she's weak or you know commenting on on her getting with back with josh or staying with josh but at the same time look what she's gained through it if she stayed with josh and never found this out or whatever she wouldn't be ga- gaining anything anyway yeah. so i mean if she had left josh she this job would not have been obtainable for her because there would have been a divorce that she was going through for one and who knows if he would have stepped up if she said no absolutely not um, with kids and stuff like that. So, you know, every, like you said earlier, everything happens for a reason. She's doing what she thinks needs to be right. And if it's the wrong choice, it's the wrong choice. And she'll find that out sooner or later. But in this moment, it's the choice she's made. So all you can do is support her in it. Yeah. And I think she's doing a great job. Um, another thing that she has going on and I just, oh, this like kills me to talk about is her mom is still battling cancer and she's just trying to spend a lot of time with her. Um, you know, so we see her mom and her sisters go out to dinner and they're kind of talking about the vow renewal that that is coming up. And her mom just, you know, talks about if you want a good marriage, then you have to put work into it. Um, and, you know, her mom really talks about how she's excited for Mackenzie and, and everything. And it's, I don't know, it's just really difficult to watch that knowing that her mom has passed. Yeah. I just, you know what I mean? I just, it's really, it's really hard. And then us knowing that she's going through all this stuff with Josh. And I don't think she's really telling her mom too much because I don't think she wants to worry her mom. Yeah. It's, it's definitely hard. It's like one of those things that's you, there's some of these storylines that watch like the pregnancy storylines and you're just excited to see them play out. And then there's other ones where you're just like, this is one of them you're just terrified to see them play out because yeah I'm not looking forward to next week uh, at all um we see Mackenzie go wedding dress shopping and you could just tell that she just is not in it 
Um, and I think that's really cool of her that she's really like going with her actual emotions and her like gut with it. Um, so she goes and talks to her mom and her mom isn't doing chemo right now because she has a low blood count and, huh, I, I don't even know. It's just so difficult to go through that. And she has three kids and she has all this relationship drama. And she's definitely, definitely a strong woman. There's no doubting that at all. Yeah. It's just crazy. Um, no one uh, Missy in our chat says maybe when she watches herself back, she might see she needs help. I think that... Oh. Right. I don't know if that's in reference to... Um, I'm guessing it's in reference just to watching herself be like going through all of this at one time. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. Um, we know that the doctors did not expect her mom to live this long, which is, again, a miracle, crazy, scary, um, you know, and she talks about not wanting to admit, she's like, I don't want to leave anybody. I don't want to leave your dad. I don't want to leave you kids. I don't want to leave my grandkids, which is so sad. Imagine just knowing that you have, like, you're going to die. I just, oh. I don't even know how to talk about it. It's so crazy. I, I don't know because it's like I still have my mom and I know you still have your mom. Like I think it's it's too – I can never imagine my life without my mom right now. And like it's just – it breaks my heart for her to know that like she's going through this and to know that, you know, obviously all of us one day will, but to like be vocally be and being knowing exactly that this is something that's going to happen sooner rather than later. I can't, I can't imagine going through it at all. No. Um, she talks about not wanting to miss the big moments. And then she also says she wants to see things with Josh get better. So right there when she said that kind of, I don't know. Like, does her mom just know that things are going to get better? Does she like, like in that sense, like know that, because it, that just puts so much pressure on poor Mackenzie. Like, yeah. you, I think it's it. like the thought process of nobody wants to see their child in pain. And so I think People like she. You get to a happy place. Yeah. Not like, what if it's not with Josh? I'm not saying it has to be right now, but in 10 years, I mean, the girl's like 25 years old. Yeah. I don't know. I still think like the way she meant it was still in a sense of like, when I'm when I'm leave, I want to, I want to have this like self-assurance that you're in a good place everywhere in your life. Yeah. And I know that, you know, you said earlier, you don't know how vocal Mackenzie's being about what's going on with Josh, but I think her mom still knows, you know, obviously moms know everything, but on top of it, she knows that it wasn't too long ago. Mackenzie wanted a divorce. Um, and she knows that, you know, throughout all of this, Josh has never really stood up, stepped up until this point in time. So I think she wants to be assured that when she's gone, he's going to stay someone that's going to take care of her daughter and be there for her daughter and not somebody that is going to revert back to where he was so that she can feel secure that she's not around for her. That's my thought process on it. Yeah. Um, So she doesn't, Mackenzie doesn't have any time really to work on things with Josh and she just feels like everything is just too rushed. So she kind of just, calls off the renew renewal, which I think was the best thing to do. I mean, they need to date. 
they yeah. cannot be remarried right now. And you I just, think you just she, got reengaged. <laughs> yeah, just date a little while. I think she knows that, and it was really, really nice to see see her um, go, kind of go through that and just focus on her mom. It's really cool. So, um, yeah, next week's going to be tough. I'll tell you guys that much. Yeah. Um, but I really love seeing her on the show. I'm so glad she joined, and I think. I think she's doing a good job with everything she has going on. Um, we move on to Macy, who is this little like go-getter all the time. So she goes to get her arm implant IUD birth control that she has. Um, and oh, it looked disgusting. I was I, literally thinking, do you I, have that brain? No, it freaks me out too much. Ew, oh I my just god. Your arm. I can't. I know, I know people that have it and they say like it really you can't feel it. It's, I don't know. It just creeps me out a little bit. I don't even have a belly button ring because <laughs> I don't want something foreign in my in my body. Like I can't No, I would just die. Um so anyway, it was just awful. But she won't have a baby for another three years. Um which is cool, good. She doesn't want to. I really hope in three years she does have another baby because I know that Taylor wants another baby so badly. How many children? <laughs> I know it's only three. It just seems like a lot. So um, a step ahead is this organization that provides birth control for women for free. And this interests Macy so much when she heard about it. She wants to reach out um, and help because so many women can't afford birth control. And she had just gotten this IUD implant in her arm and she was just realizing how much money it is and you know it's good that she can pay for it because she has the money but what if you can't um so you know she goes to the fundraiser for it which was really nice and um yeah she has a great time and she just says at the end that she wants to be a board member like her goal is to be a board member for this a step a step ahead program which is really cool yeah i mean macy's done this you know she did it with her um i always forget the the word the PCOS thank you um but she's just continues to be this advocate and I think it's like so good that she's taking her voice and this publicness that she has with it and really creating something good out of it yeah it's really cool um she and she's so good at it she's such a great speaker too and and I think she's a good good role model as far as mom and wife um, just in, ev- in a friend. I think she's really, really a great person. Um, so it's cool to see her do that. It was really funny. I just want to point out quickly before we move on. So when they're going to the fundraiser, Taylor's friend, um, Taj or whatever, or Raj is babysitting the kids and Taylor like starts to leave and he's like, all right, if you need me, I'll call you. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to say that all the time. If you need me, I'm going to call you. So just, just calm down. <laughs> So fun. I love Taylor with Macy. Like I'm so glad she found him. Oh my god, he's so awesome. Like that. I need I was gonna say I need me a Taylor, but I have one. <laughs> I was like, hopefully you have one. Oh, that's funny. Um, so so we move on to Cheyenne who <laughs> Corey has something huge to tell her in this episode, which we've been dying to Waiting hear. for it. But first I do want to point out the conversation between Taylor and Corey that they have, and they made it such a big deal, which I don't think I was making it such a big deal that Cheyenne canceled Matt's trip to Thailand. Like, 
pretty much was like, yeah, I don't think it's good for you to go. And at first last week I was like, no, I think that was probably like the best bet. Like they're just, you know, they're in a fight, like they're, you know, whatever. But when they were talking about it, like that is so true. If you're in a committed relationship and you're going abroad for this big family trip and like, that is a big, like, like cut, I feel like. Yeah. I think that was like, just, we know we felt it. And I talked about the last time I was on the show that, you know, her not wanting him to be with her, moving in with her, even though they've been together for this long, I think she doesn't want to be with him. And I don't think she's like ready to like completely cut the cord to per se, but I think that all of these signs just show that she's not that into him. Well, we know who's going to be cutting an umbilical cord because, <laughs> because Taylor is pregnant. We finally find out she's 12 weeks pregnant in this episode. And Corey is just so super cute with her belly, her little flat belly at 12 weeks I know. Uh, is just nothing. And it's just, it's super cool. So I recently announced that I'm pregnant. So I'm kind of going through all that fun stuff too. So I can totally relate. Um, And it's so cool. And we know that um, Corey wasn't in Ryder's life for the first six months of her life. Yeah, He didn't have a pregnancy or the newborn stage or the birth, nothing. Yeah, this will be his first time really going through it, but also not because he's going to be gone for two months to film me the challenge. No, but think about it. She's only 12 weeks, like nothing really happened. Yeah, I know. I mean, obviously we know that he's already back with her now. She still has now the baby. It's all fine. But still, I just think of myself wow. and I don't know how you feel being a newly pregnant. All right. But I just feel like I would have so much anxiety being pregnant for the first time. And then like yeah. the guy that I'm supposed to be with is just gone for two months of it where like that would oh. give me anxiety. No, that definitely would give me anxiety. But oh, so my Maria said. Taylor had her baby today? Yes, I was just going to say oh. that. Wave and gossip. <laughs> we'll get to that news and gossip. No. I had no idea. I've been unplugged all day long. <laughs> yesterday. Um, I wrote an article about it, um, which you can find. Where can they find that? that can, on AfterBuzz TV, um, either on our site itself, or you can go to our Twitter, and we post all of our articles there as well. Okay, so... She was induced yesterday, and Cheyenne posted this really cute um, video right before she was induced um, with Corey and Ryder, but that's the news of gossip. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, so, yeah, I would, I mean, yeah, I would definitely be very nervous. So, my husband travels for work, too, sometimes, um, and... I don't know. I there were There was a time where he could have went away for a little while, and... I was fine. I was like, you should go. And he was like, no, I don't really want to leave you. So I was like, okay. But I don't know. I, no, I mean, I think, it's really, I think it's really cool that she let him go. Like, I'm not saying that he shouldn't have gone. I just think it, I've, I probably would have been, like, the same way, like, go. But I might have some – because with that, with him, with the challenge especially, you can't reach him. Yeah. He, like, you can't call him. Like, you know, it's not like just, like, he's going away on a trip or something like that. Yeah, so she – was three months pregnant at that time. So then she would come back and she, he would come back and she'd be like halfway through, which I don't know if I'm going to say anything like that's a great time to go. I think it fell perfectly in her pregnancy because really things start to pick up at the halfway point. And that's about where I am now. And 
now my like now you're starting to like look different i feel like and it's just a different thing so yeah he'll he'll be home in that in time for that so that's really cool but even more Um, important was how cheyenne reacted yeah so um Corey goes to tell cheyenne and she kind of just he kind of just sits down and is like Ryder's gonna be a big sister he just drops the bomb and she was shocked i mean like really shocked but not as bad as anybody thought like yeah i I mean i think deep down she's happy for him but i think there is still a part of her you know she it wasn't too long ago she wanted to be with him um and he chose taylor over her you know he told her at the reunion i'm not ready to be in a relationship and then not like right away was with taylor and then so there's those emotions probably still stirring up even though she's like not wanting to be with him currently but then also she wanted to have another baby she was really wanting that and like now you know so I think there is a little bit of jealousy there I think so too I think but I think it really only to me it only stems from her wanting to give Ryder a sister and like experience with that with her because that is kind of sad that she can't experience that oh Ryder you're a big sister like she can't experience that with her herself on like a first-hand basis um but the worst reaction to me was um, Cheyenne's mom. When she told her mom, she was like, all right, let's see how that scenario plays out. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I oh. guess we, I guess we know where. Yeah. I, I feel like, I don't know. Do you think that that's from her mom being upset that he hurt her? Like, and didn't want to be with her when she wanted to be with him? Or do you think that's stemming from her mom not liking Corey just in general? I think they like Corey. I just think it's like, they're probably just like, not a good idea. Like, I don't know. But they're all like, rider, rider, rider. Mm-hmm. And this is not he so much all rider. Not that they're going to do anything wrong or whatever, but. Yeah, Cammy um, in our chat said Cheyenne didn't seem too excited to me. She seemed shocked to me, like 100% shocked. Um, so Taylor and Corey post their baby announcement and they read each other their, uh, captions and they both just start crying and it is so Instagrams too, which was just really sweet. Emotional about it. And she was emotional. Um, it really got to show us a little bit more about her and cause we don't really see her talk too much. So it was nice. Um, but yeah, that was the episode and we have a lot to cover for next week. Um, and yeah, should we go for our predictions for next week? Sure. What do you want to start off? Sure. So my prediction for next week is that we'll see more of Andrew and he's going to try to weasel his way into a full cast member, like teen mom every week kind of thing. That's what I predict. And then I also predict we're just going to see a, a super nice increase in um caitlin's growth and her progress and just being a great mom and wife and person yeah i agree i think and if i if i'm remembering right i think taylor does go back home when Corey leaves so i don't think we'll like be seeing too much of her her pregnancy stuff play out because i don't think without him here um and and i think that she did go back to home um so i don't think we're gonna see this her around for a little bit um, but I think, you know, we'll definitely be Cheyenne and Matt's whole demise. We'll see that play out instead, <laughs> um, yep. which will be an interesting 
time to see like Corey rising up in his relationship and hers coming to an end. Really messy between them for the remainder of the show, you know, until they get to the court case. And then we also obviously know what happened with them at Christmas time. So I don't see them getting to a co-parenting mutualness anytime within the confines of the show. No. Um, and yeah, and I think, you know, you know, with Macy, I think we're going to, I don't know how this whole thing with Ryan is going to play out. I don't know if we're going to see him a whole lot on the show moving forward. Um, I'm interested because I haven't read too much about that, but you know, I'm interested to see them get to a place where she can talk to him, but I don't know if we will. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out. Um, so on this week's special segment, we are going to do Teen Mom OG, um, obviously. So who was your OG of this episode? Um, I think my OG over top of this episode is Macy. Just okay. like really using her voice, really getting out there, trying to help people. I, I give it to her. Love it. So mine's going to be for Mackenzie because I think it was just so great to accept the peer position and kind of just also put a stop to the um, vow renewal right away. I just think that was just such a good call. So news and gossip we kind of talked about, but Taylor definitely had her baby, but there hasn't, I mean, I could check right now really quick, but as far as I know, there hasn't been a post. About the baby, and there has not been. Okay. Um, so. No, I was just going to say that I know a little bit of news and gossip too about on the same side on Corey of why he went to the season of the challenge. Why? He said that uh, um, Taylor didn't want him to do season 34. He got invited to do season 34, but she didn't want him to. She said that we need to be working stuff out right now with us, but I'll let you do season 35 if they invite you. <laughs> so that's why. He was on season 35 and not 34 of the challenge. Wow, that's good news and gossip. I didn't even know that. Makes sense. At least they're in a better spot. So on the so we do know that Taylor had her baby. She was induced yesterday. So keep a look out for that. Hopefully Congratulations. Congratulations, little girl. It's an insane time to be having a baby. So <laughs> Um, so on the next episode, Amber's talking to a guy from Belgium and his name is Dimitri. Macy hopes she's wrong about Ryan, but she does trust Jen and Larry if, um, and if she didn't, then she wouldn't let, be letting Bentley go over there. Uh, Kate wants to do something and it looks like she's signing up for some sort of schooling program, which is really cool. Uh, Corey is leaving for two months and is having a really hard saying, hard time saying goodbye to Taylor and Ryder. Mackenzie tells Gannon that her mom isn't going to be coming home from the hospital. So that's all we have. It's going to be a crazy roller coaster once again of an episode next week. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Make sure, like we said before, to comment, like, subscribe, give us five stars, all of the above, so we can keep bringing you all of this content and going through analyzing these episodes because it's really fun for us and I hope it is for you guys too. Bree, where can we find you? You guys can find me on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, IG, uh, Bri, B-R-I underscore Phipps, P-H-I-P-P-S. 
And you can find me on Instagram at Mackenzie Fain. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.